if uh, Frank Grimes isn't working out, Bob, I'd be happy to. It's not Frank Grimes, is it? <laughs> no, Andrew <sad>. Lincoln. <laughs> We're not going to start that again. No, no, no. Yeah. But what's his name? It's not Frank Grimes. It's Grimes <laughs> Grimes, isn't it? It's Rick Grimes. I'm oh. sorry, but if he's if he's out of the picture, I'd happily uh, join you in my. <laughs> You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. This is Zombies Ate My Podcast. Yeah, there's Ed. There Listen like your life depends on it. Broadcasting to you alive from the Zamp headquarters here in wonderful New Hampshire, where the bag of alcohol might be worth the thousands of hands that are grabbing it. <clears throat> Joining me as always, underground in a secure location to the north, the busy zombie lord himself, Lou Page. Howdy, Bob. How you doing? I feel great. I feel I got my hard apple cider as I talked about. It is getting more cinnamon, cinnamon towards the bottom. <laughs> cinnamon. I told you that would happen. Yeah, there we go. All right. And uh, also joining us, speaking of hard cider, keeping the border safe to the north, above the wall, Canadian, Canadian, Canada's own Ryan Murphy. <laughs> Canadian, Canadian, bidi, bidi, bidi. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm, that hard cider kicks in fast. Yeah, I was just gonna say you haven't even got to the best part. The cinnamon in it. The cinnamon in it. The cinnamon in it. All right. Yeah, I'm here, Bob. And you know what? We survived. We are not zombies. We were for a little while during the um, the Extra Life charity event over the weekend. Yeah. Oh man, we had. Well, I felt I felt bad. Not bad. A little odd. No, not odd. I'll go back to bad. I felt bad that we didn't get a chance to like play a lot of games together in the first half but man we freaking killed the second half of extra life playing the left yeah, of dead that was um, great. you know we didn't shoot each other much so that was great uh we played uh, we'll have all this video content up on uh our youtube uh page when it exists eventually i'm still working on that um but we had a blast <laughs> and we also played uh cards against humanity with uh ibit coverville brian, brian ibit yeah. Ice Warm. Ice Warm. I mean, there was, there was a bunch of people in there. And that, like that, 10 of I us. Could not. I mean, that you're talking 2 a.m. giggles. Like, the double 2 a.m., by the way, because it hits yeah. 2 a.m. and it goes back to 1. Yeah, while we're sudden, playing. Yeah, then all of a sudden it's 2 again, and you're like, and you're trying to read your questions out loud, and you just, you look at the card, and you just, nah, I can't. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. But but I wanted, I just wanted to quickly mention, I mean, we've been talking about Extra Life for what feels like weeks, but... I want to say that uh, the Gamers In team, including us three, uh, we raised $4,300 in total. Um, oh. Hey, wait. What? Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yes. That feels good, guys, doesn't it? We raised oh. a really a good amount of money. $4,300 is a ton, and the Extra Life itself did over $3 million, right? Yeah, $3.8 million the, last The count. final numbers just came in about maybe 20 minutes before we started recording. They did $3.8 million. <sighs> That is awesome. So, yeah, but definitely a big thanks to everyone there. If you're listening and yeah. you participated and donated, uh, thank you all. Or even if you just came along to watch some of the streams and the ridiculousness that happened. Uh, obviously, a great turnout for us. $4,300 is great. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I can't wait to do it again next year. Not. <laughs> we said this last year, but I think we're going to actually make it happen. Uh, last year after Extra Life, when we played Left 4 Dead, we said, you know what? We need to do more of this. And we're going to say it again. We need to do more of this, uh, you know, streaming some video content. We have plenty of zombie games on tap. Um, yeah. So we're going to make it happen. We're going to try our best to uh, see that we follow through on that. But I want—I do want to say that um, donations are still open if you're willing to, if you still haven't donated and you want to support uh, your zombie eight my, Zombies 8 My Podcast crew. Uh, Lou is looking for some donations. I believe you had some giveaways. Did you not, Lou? Did you give? Away? I did. They've been give. They've been given away. Uh, what? Gave them away. Well, I don't All know. Right. No, you can well, still donate to Lou. I, I have a copy of uh, Nazi Zombie Sniper Elite, and if you donate to Lou in the next five minutes, operators are standing by. I will give you a copy of Nazi Zombie Elite. And guys, Sniper. that game 
is fun. Best part that, is you donate a whole bunch of money, and I'm not going to say what because just use your imagination. You'll get the game, and we'll play with you. It's a four-player co-op game, and we all have copies. Boom. Bet you didn't expect that. Get on it, guys. And if you donate oh. over $500 to Lou, I will buy you lunch. Oh. And fly via, them to Maine? Via via gift card. Oh. Uh, <laughs> mail. <laughs> I was just going to say. Uh, <clears throat> be the most expensive dinner you've ever had. Yeah. So if you, if you donate to Lou or, you know, we'll give you Nazi Zombie Elite Sniper Edition zombies in it, uh, you get to play with us. And we'll live stream it, and we'll yep. compliment you. And we'll put it on the imaginary YouTube channel. It'll be the YouTube channel will be there. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> I'm working on it. I uh, haven't had the time, but I do plan on editing the Left 4 Dead stuff from our uh, from my stream oh. and putting it up on my YouTube page. And when I do, I'll put a link up in the yeah. on the website. Cool. Well, you awesome. know what, Lou? Let's race. We'll see who. Uh, and you know what? Let me know if you find some highlights, and we'll we'll compare, and we'll maybe do some dual streams because I recorded mine as well. And uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to diving into that video content because that was a lot of fun. All I know is there's a tunnel of love, and I might have made some inappropriate comments. Um, I think you there was say a, lot a of ton of love, or did you say a tunnel of love? <laughs> a tunnel of love. Oh, okay. There was a ton of love as well. There um, was a ton of there was a tub of love. If oh you will, Jesus! Too. You took it too far. I did, I'm sorry. But speaking of taking it too far, we have a lot to talk about, including two Walking Dead episodes. We've got to catch up. Not Oof. one, count them, two. But before we do that, why don't we break it right down into the zombie news. The virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions, and then is spreading rapidly. The master of zombies himself, George A. Romero. <clears throat> was once asked to write on a little show called The Walking Dead. And he said, Nah. <laughs> I don't have a story there. <laughs> what? It's your best? I don't know, I don't know what that was. That was no, a... I don't know if I want to do that. <clears throat> he says there's not enough dead in it. And um, he called it a soap opera. And I just went, yeah, we just watched Survival of the Dead. <laughs> uh, that was more of a soap opera. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Uh, um, no, but really, I, think he's got, I love the man, but I think he's gone senile. Yeah, yeah, no, he did. He did say they. Uh, he quoted, uh, "They asked me to do a couple of episodes of The Walking Dead, but I didn't want to be a part of it. Uh, basically, it's just a soap opera with a zombie occasionally. I always use I always use the zombie as a character for satire or a political criticism." Criticism, and I find that missing. I find that missing in what's happening now. So um, what he's he saying, also said he likes zombies that eat horses. He likes zombies that shoot machine guns. He likes zombies that talk to each other. And what? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> but but yeah, that's all examples of him using the zombie as, like he said, a satire or a political criticism. But I mean, that's not the point of The Walking Dead. So he's. I mean, he makes a valid point. If we ignore the fact that he's probably, you know, losing his marbles all over the floor, I mean, you know, he makes a good point. It's not for him, you know? The Walking Dead has always been about the struggle of people with zombies in it. It is a soap. If you boil it right down, I guess you could call it a soap opera, but I don't think that's fair. I mean, there are certain episodes that are a little more um, drama than than we would like but uh you know when it really comes down to it there's always that there's always the human conflict but when it really comes down to it it, it there is that zombie you know conflict that pops up and you know it's hard to make zombie conflict interesting uh yeah you know because it's just a dead person you know it's like, oh okay well it's half a dead person oh okay it's a bloated corpse oh okay you know you, you can only go so far but when it comes to human issues that's where it really gets interesting because the human brain and the way the humans interact with each other i mean i've studied them from afar for a very long time and they seem to like to fight each other from you know it's weird so i think that's where the show really you guys can jump in whenever you want. Well, you know, you're stop right. letting no, me I just, kill myself over here. <laughs> I, I like it. It's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> you know, to me, it, it is okay. So it is sort of soap opera-ish. There's a lot of human struggle. There's a lot of human interaction. And yes, yeah, sometimes 
this show could almost be done without a zombie in it on some episodes, kind of like what you were saying is you might not even notice a zombie in a couple episodes, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But that doesn't take away from the fact that it's a survival-based show, you know, post-apocalyptic zombie world. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I personally don't look at it as a soap opera, more or less like, hey, there's some human struggles and issues going on between people trying to survive in a situation that's really dire. Right. And to add on top of that, there's zombies running around all over the place. Well, it's a drama. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's the zombies are there as a as a catalyst for these human interactions. I mean, when if you take out the zombies, I'm sure you can think of many different things. Like, okay, screw zombies. Let's think about a you know, it's just it was a virus that you know wiped out you know ninety five percent of the population, <clears throat> and now it's just warring tribes. You know, it's still human conflict. Um, but it removes that essence that there's this, there's constant danger. The different layers of there's constant danger that if you die in your sleep, you could kill your entire camp, or you know zombies could well, just you know break in. You know it's it adds that zomb- zombies make for a more interesting motive. Right. Mm-hmm. Walking yeah. Dead could easily be post-apocalyptic, and it could easily be. Uh, nuclear waste that killed off everybody and everybody's trying to survive and then the drama would revolve around finding shelter from radiation yeah but zombies are more interesting yeah because radiation is only going to be interesting for just so long yeah and you know eventually it's going to turn into oh let's just stay here because here doesn't have radiation and that's what it's going to be. But that place you know? is a coveted, you know, it works. Yeah. Uh, but it, and it's, there's still that threat of if you have a safe place, well, there are going to be worse people than you that want that safe place. So, right. you know, um, there's not a lot of shows out there like it. I mean, maybe Revolution. I never watched Revolution, but it, it was the same setup. It was like in a post-apocalyptic world. Stop Without me. any power. Yeah. Well, now where was the conflict? There, it was just warring tribes, right? I yeah. Never, I didn't watch it, so I mean, I don't try. I try not to pick up new TV shows. I just got so much going on. But um, no, I, well, I mean, here's here's yeah. something. Here's something to settle the argument right now. All right, <clears> settle. You ready? Boom. George George A. Romero is the one that gave us this. Why are zombies good at oral sex? I don't know. Because they'll eat anything you put in front of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I rest my case. His opinion (laughs) is null and void. Let's move on. (laughs) Uh, So we, uh, yeah, basically, you're never going to see George A. Romero have any part at all in The Walking Dead. That's fantastic. Get that out of your head right now. Uh, Moving along to Portland, Maine. Right next to Lou's place of living. Oh, this is where there was a zombie outbreak. Oh, zombie outbreak in Maine. There was a zombie outbreak in Maine. Apparently, last week, just before uh, Halloween, a bunch of people in downtown Portland, on in a place called Monument Square, burst into song and dance and reenacted the dance from the Thriller video. And I wish I was there. I've been to Monument Square a few times. I'm I've sure ne- you have. Never once seen a zombie outbreak. Um, but did you see I, somebody dance? <laughs> I saw a Michael Jackson Thriller, but I didn't. I don't know what was going on. No, how cool is that? Uh, right in your local local area, Lou, you get a nice little zombie um, flash mob. Yeah, I, 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 there was a flash mob outbreak of the Thriller video, and about 20 people emailed me and messaged me afterwards. I was like, oh, hey, um, you know what you missed? You missed zombies dancing in downtown Portland. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, that's pretty cool, though. It's, it's, right. yeah, and it's there will be, I will add this link to the show notes, but there is a video of all of the preparation that went into it and basically most of what they did in Monument Square. So you can, re- you can catch the reenactment the way I did via YouTube. Yeah, uh, there is a pretty cool video, and there's obviously a lot of thought behind it too. And the, the woman that leads it has done a few of these before, and I gotta say, it's a uh, it's a really good, uh, really good video. I, I, I think it's a lot of fun, and it makes me think that guys, why weren't we invited to be a part of this? Uh-huh. As the resident zombie experts, 
they should have at least consulted us. Well, I don't know about you guys, but during this segment, I had muted my mic and I was I was doing a flash mob in my own office. Just oh, me. really? Is it still a just, flash mob? Were you doing the thriller dance? Yeah. You know, I'm doing the thriller dance right now. You know, no one could see it. <laughs> well, once we announce our uh, Zamp video podcast, we'll just oh, yeah. dance. We'll put it on the imaginary YouTube channel. It's gonna... It's a, it exists. <laughs> it's just... Shut up. I'm pretty sure it does exist. I think I've seen it. <laughs> See? Lou has seen the mysterious it's, it's, YouTube it's, page. It's not just a great white whale. It's not yeah. just a... It's not a myth, huh? All right, let's move along over to the Walking Dead convention. Ryan, do you know anything about this? I don't, but I'm willing to find out. <laughs> it, so the first convention for The Walking Dead called Walker Stalker Con, which is, yeah. is a wonderful name. And, of course, it takes place in Atlanta, Georgia. Where else would you put it? I, you know, I'd probably put it right next to the CDC just in case. Just in uh, case. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, so they made their own Walking Dead um, kind of Walking Dead con. Uh, how do you feel about that? Is the show, I mean, it's super popular, I guess, huh? Well, I guess we got to remember that it's not just the show. It's the comic book. It's the video games, the shitty video games. I mean, there's there is a lot to pull from and a lot to be a fan of. And, um, you know, the spinoff TV show coming up. I mean, this is uh, – and it's also a really cool way for fans just to come together and, and you know, unite well, under the, one banner. Yeah, the, the really cool thing is uh, – do you know who made an appearance? Who? Grime uh, Grimes? Frank Grimes isn't working out. <laughs> Frank Grimes. No, Grimey Frank, Grimes. <clears throat> Grimey Grimes made it. Yeah, Andrew Lincoln made it a point to go to this stalker con and um, – That's really cool. Thank the fans and everything like that. Uh, really cool guy, you know, uh, being able to go for like a first ever kind of thing. Well, I mean, uh, no one's. I, I don't know about you guys, but I don't think many people have heard of him before Walking Dead. It sort of made him a household name, don't you think? You know, I saw him in a movie called Love Actually. Me too. And uh, I forgot he was in it until I was rewatching it uh, with Melina, and uh, I'm like, "Oh my god!" And she's like, "What?" I'm like, "Rick Grimes." <laughs> you know what? Goes, what? I and, think like, we he just. Has his, Huh? I said, I think we just decided our December uh, off-season movie review. <laughs> Love Actually with Rick Grammy Grimes. <laughs> it was funny, Frankie Grimes. It was funny because I was like, oh my god, that's Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead. And she's like, he's British? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, that's his twin. His yeah, separated right. at birth. One went to Atlanta, Georgia, and one went to the yeah. Britons. <laughs> All right, no, making fun of people that are important to me. <laughs> I, I'm not making fun of her. I'm making <laughs> with fun of so her. I, from what I gather from this report is um, the, uh, <laughs> the, the Walker Stalker Con was a pretty big success overall. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you can get forward, uh, look forward to getting more of those in the future, especially living in the Atlanta, Georgia area. I'm just waiting for this to become even bigger and we can have more Walker Stalker Cons in you know, other areas like you know, the Northeast or Canada or something like that. Maybe. What do you think? I think, think that would be cool. You know, instead of having to go to a Comic-Con, you know, you can get your own little Walking Dead somewhere. I would I... like to see this expand beyond Walking Dead, and I'd like to see a zombie convention. Zombie-Con. Oh, what would you call it? Would you call it the uh, Undead-A-Con? Un- Walker-Stalker-Con works across all levels. That's true. But... Zombies. I was thinking Zombies Live. Mm. A- Zombies Live Con. You gotta add con at the end. Yeah, you have to have con in there. <laughs> Zomcon. Zomcon? Zomcom? No, Zom-com? that's not right. We do not want a zombie com. No, we do want a zombie comedy. Just I don't want a zombie show romance. Into a zombie comedy. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> I think we're about ready. Well, let's get. We just bro- breeze right past this news so we can talk about our favorite thing in the world. Mm. It's The Walking Dead. You know, you do a lot for us. For the kids. You sacrifice a lot. Is there anything you wouldn't do for the people here? No. Carol. Spoilers. Did you kill Karen and David? Yes. Wow. Plain and simple. I was right. Way to skip the whole episode. 
What do you mean? <laughs> that was pretty much the episode. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, that's, that's, uh, we didn't even give this, well, okay, I think at this point people know, spoiler, 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 but, yeah, like, yeah, that, I mean. That yeah. was, um. Kind no, of, I'm not, it was good. It was probably the best clip of the episode. Yeah, no, there was some, some others, but uh, that was probably the big turning point in episode three was the very end. And, um, <clears throat> so it was Carol. She did it all along. So we're going to do a double dose. We're going to talk about episode three and four today, mm-hmm. um, trying to get ourselves caught up for the show. So let's start with episode three. Throughout the whole entire episode, we're playing Murder or Mystery, and Sheriff Grimes is on the case, Grimey Grimes, and he's uh, trying to figure out who would have burned these bodies. Um, well, who killed them? Well, who killed them, and then, yeah. Burned the bodies. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it didn't... The entire episode, I wasn't <laughs> feeling the... Like I, I was really upset, and I was on Tyrese's side because I did. I wasn't feeling the sense of shit. Somebody killed these people. You know, nobody was really that worried about it. Right. You know? <clears throat> yeah, it seemed kind of weird. That uh, well, it's hard too when everyone's getting sick and dying at the same time. You know, well, like I, you. Yeah, I suppose the people who knew about it were the only ones that weren't sick. Uh, you know, so they weren't the only one that was freaking out was Tyrese. Um, but man, oh, rightfully like, so. But hey, what did I tell you? I remember talking last episode <clears throat> about Tyrese's gym scene in the comic book, where he just goes crazy and the gym locks himself in there and kills like hundreds of uh, walkers. Sure, we kind of got that in episode three, where he just got out of the car and started smashing zombies out of the car. And uh, I want to talk about that for a minute because this is what really bothers me about the episode. Uh-huh. So basically, rhymes. Grimey Grimes. Grimey that now. He, he stays back. He's trying to figure out who killed these people, right? Yeah. And um, uh, Daryl and uh, Michonne and the other dude there, Booby, what's his name? The Bob. What's his, the other? They convinced Tyrese to go out and find... Um, you mean Boozy? Boozy, yes. Yeah. Booby. <laughs> no, his name's Boozy. That's what I would call him. So we'll call him Boozy. Um, so they, they go on a little mission to find some medicine. And they start driving, right? Uh, yeah. And what stops them? Walkers. Tons and tons and tons of walkers. Right? Yeah, they get surrounded. They get surrounded. And, like, they look down and it shows you an overview of the street. And, like, you look down the street and you just see thousands upon thousands of walkers just there. And their whole car gets turned around and they're running over zombie heads and they get stuck so they have to flee and that's where tyrese goes absolutely crazy and you know his his girlfriend of like one date has just died and like you just see him smashing zombies heads with hammers well i think the key point i can't remember if if this was revealed in this episode or the episode before but his sister is also in intensive care yeah she's she's sick and he was telling her that he had to go you know, to like he's going to do more good going with them than he would just be staying there trying to kill people. Yeah, and he, um, he wants to go so that you know to help out and try to get that medicine so he won't have his sister die as well. But correct. The funny but, part is before he leaves, and before we find out all about like you know, I guess it's helpful to know that uh, Carol was the one that did it because there's a scene where he asks her to make sure that nobody goes near the. Uh, they that she protects he, her sister, she, his sister. Yeah, he wants her to protect his uh, his little sister there. Yeah, which is and, kind uh, of weird when you. That's where I started out. getting the vibe that yeah. it might have been Carol, because like the way she looks at him, the way she was acting, I'm like, oh my god, it was Carol. I Tyrese had that sense woman. too. There's, yeah, there's a way she says to him, like she's sorry to, that something yeah. happened to her, and it's just the way she says it. You know that there's she knows something. Yeah. you don't necessarily know that she did it, but you know that. She knows something and she's not telling. Yeah. It just seems so, so out of character for her to do it because it just came out of nowhere. And, I mean, it, like, I could see maybe if it was Daryl that was killed by the, you know, the you know the, the sick person who died. But, like, nobody close to her got killed. So right. she, it felt like she just snapped, right? It was weird. Well, she's been this way for a little while, and we'll I get know. into that in episode four, but... Um, so we also have the prisoners quarantine, Glenn being one of them, who's uh, very sick, and uh, Herschel, our boy Hershey. Uh, he <laughs> all of that. Next thing you know, you're going to be getting sweet with him, like oh Hershey kiss. Oh, oh Hershey. <laughs> um, 
He's he's got some ideas to help people get a little bit better making some teas and whatnot. But they're all sick. They're quarantined, and yeah. he takes a little bit of a risk, right? Yes, I mean, they tell him he needs to stay put and stay away from the sick people because he's old. And what does he do? He throws a rag around his face and says, screw you, and runs through the door and brings a bunch of medical supplies. Yeah, and, uh, oh, they were just, like, herbal remedies, you know? Um, Stuff that he could do, and, like, you know, to his defense, I can do more good here. You know, he's doing what he can. Uh, You know, and then what happens? The doctor, the other doctor there, coughs all over his face, and he just takes the uh, bandana off, and I'm like, oh, Hershey. Well, what have you done? The stupid thing is the doctor says you shouldn't be in here, and, I mean... I don't know about you guys. We've all been really sick before. And is it really that hard to turn around out of the way when you're coughing? I mean, the first thing I would have said if I was Herschel at that point, cover your mouth. I yeah. mean, you're a doctor, for God's sake. Exactly. He should know better. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're, you're, you have a sickness <laughs> that could kill someone, and you're like... <laughs> <laughs> it did seem, like, oddly on purpose the way he... I, I saw a bit of a joke on Twitter... Uh, uh, Scott Johnson was was making fun of the 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 last few Walking Dead episodes, saying like, you know, the Walking Dead is turning into a bunch of people trying to act like they're coughing, and it's not very good. And I mean, that was yeah. probably that scene that you know really caught me off guard. It's like, really, that's you know, look away, man. Like, it's not <laughs> that hard. Yeah, well, it's it's funny, you know, it really is because yeah, that that happened. But you know, I actually almost I almost forgot my point. Um, how Sorry. come? Daryl and all them didn't tell them that, hey, just outside the prison, a few miles down the road, there's a billion zombies just waiting. Oh, but it's not a few miles. It was 50 miles. Like they like when they're heading back in in the fourth episode, they make mention that it was a seven hour drive. Well, yeah, but still like you, you that's something you should tell people. Don't you think? Well, but they didn't forget back. Oh, that's true. I was just going to say, when would they tell them? (laughs) I guess maybe I thought they did get back and then it went back out. No, no but no, I guess no, they no. didn't. Did they? They actually stayed out and found. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah, still right. For is the continuation of their journey. You're right. Never mind. You're right. You're right. Never mind. I'm sorry. Oh, we missed something though. There was a there was a small bit. Remember when we were covering season four before it started the trailer? There was a little bit on the radio where someone was talking about sanctuary. That was actually in this episode when they were driving to their destination. Um, it's a small bit. It feels like a, a similar bit to the helicopter flying above, and then we don't right. find out the actual answer for three seasons. Yeah. I feel like yeah. this sanctuary bit is, is one of two things. It's the cliche, you know, uh, the you know the governor advertising his new regime, and he brings people in, and if they're not you know worthy, he kills them, or if they're worthy, he brings them in. That could be one option. I hope that's not it, because that's super um, predictable. Or it could be legitimately someone has set up a sanctuary. But I feel yeah. like they already did that with Woodbury. Like, I thought that was their, you know, that was their sanctuary, you know, uh, their sanctuary plot device, I guess. So it'll be interesting to see how, where that goes. Absolutely. I mean, there was, it was a pretty good episode overall, and you could tell this season it's doing the same thing where it's, it's it's exciting enough to continue to keep watching, but you know it's leading up to something bigger. There's so many unanswered questions at the end of episode three. Like, we still don't know who's feeding zombies, right? Like, we still like the rats and everything from inside the prison or whatever. We don't know a lot of yeah. questions, and we see a lot of characters that have a lot of shady backgrounds. And you know and it, it's leading up to something. Well, my issue is, is that initially the sick um, and quarantine you know, plot device was – was interesting, but I think it's starting to drag a little, uh, a little too long. It's, it's it needs to. I mean, I hope it's resolved in episode five when they, you know, they eventually return and blah blah blah. But I feel it's as though it's gonna be the it's gonna be the first half of the season is gonna be the quarantine, and I think there'll be a new dilemma the second half of the season. Yeah. But what what I'm saying is I want I want some of these answers sooner rather than later and I, I i respect your opinion lou and i think that you're probably i i sadly think you're right but i mean i would hate to see them stretch this this sickness for another four episodes we kind of need you know we kind of need the you know like i said the human drama i think i think the virus drama was really neat and we know uh people are going to die like not everybody is going to be saved um you know someone is probably going to be you know killed 
from this illness. But, I mean, someone is obviously sabotaging them with, like you said, feeding the zombies. Um, and obviously, well, I mean, we might as well so, keep moving, I guess. But Yeah. Do you want to talk about 4 or is there anything else you want to talk about in 3? I just felt like 3 was kind of, you know, it was probably the weakest episode of the season so far. It was, it was slow. Yeah, it wasn't spectacular. It was leading up to four, I think, really. Um, and there's nothing really that we haven't covered. Nothing really we haven't really covered anyway for three. But um, episode four kind of picked it up a little bit. A little bit. I mean, still not super exciting. So we, we find out at the end of episode three, Rick figures out it was Carol that killed and burned those people. Mm-hmm. And um, now it's a matter of... You know, the other, you have the core group of Tyrese, Daryl, Boozy, um, and Michonne. They're going to find medicine. Right. They're off. They're driving around. They're going crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have Rick, who takes Carol out on a date. No, he takes her out to go find medicine and supplies. He's going on a run. He takes her with her. He says, hey, you're coming with me. Herschel's still, you know, taking care of people. We didn't really see a lot of the quarantine in the episode four. They kind of just played on those two stories from what I remember. Yeah, there was really no prison scenes. It was mainly just the two um, the, the two teams out for a run kind of thing. Yeah. So let's first talk about <clears throat> the Tyrese group with Boozy. Sure, Boozy. Um, Boozy McGee, they, as I like to call him. They get to the place. With <laughs> it's a, the, it's a, a vet, right? It's like it's a veterinary a, school or something. Yeah, it's a yeah, veterinary it's a vet, school. Vet school. And... Um, so they're kind of going through and rummaging. They find a ton of medicine, mm-hmm. and um, they're grabbing everything they can. And, uh, you know, they've, they found a few walkers here and there along the way. And uh, Boozy McGee, at one point, starts talking to uh, Daryl about how he's been in two groups that haven't ended le- well with him being the only one walking away. Yeah. That's got to concern someone like Daryl, right? Well, I think it does um, a little bit. It does a little bit, but when he tells them that, he, he he tells him that you know he solved it with a drink, and that he gave up the drink. And he set, tells Daryl this sob story about how it was his fault that that kid in the first episode died. Right. Daryl tells him, "No, it's not your fault. You know these things happen. We wouldn't have brought you if we didn't think you were capable." Right. So yeah, he's trying to you know, hey, you're with us now. You're not alone. We know how right. Daryl feels about alcohol from last season with Merlin finding out about the abusive father. Yeah. That's yeah. So we already know Daryl hates alcohol and alcoholics. So, you know, this guy's clean. I'll give him a shot. Yeah. He's got they're clean. At the, they're at the vet school, and what does he do? What does Boozy McGee do? Mm. Boozy Finds McGee a pockets of- a 40, you know, and he just slips it in his bag. Whoop, there it yeah. is. Um, so they find the medicine, and they grab everything they can. Yeah. And uh, zombie outbreak. Of course, right? This is a freaky zombie outbreak, too. It wasn't just your standard one. You got zombies coming at you who are infected with a sickness. Well, that's the other thing, too, is that um, they they were making comment that, you know, I think it was either the zombies that were locked up in the stairwell that were infected, or, or was it the zombies? It wasn't the zombies in the hallway, right? It was the zombies in the hallway and in the labs. Yeah, oh. they... they they came to the conclusion that they were infected with a sickness. Right. Right? Is that what it was? Yeah, so, they came to the conclusion that they had locked themselves away oh. so that they could get away from the zombies, and they got sick. Right, oh, and that's how they I turned see. into zombies. So, so I, wait, I have one more question before we move on ahead. based on the sickness. So, is the, do we feel as though the sickness is uh, just your standard, you know, black plague, you know, the society, you know, crumbling kind of scenario where people are just getting sick because they're they're not having the medicine they usually have had or do we feel like it's some sort of separate layer related to you know some sort of separate outbreak you know like i mean this this stuff happens all the time where entire cities get sick based on you know um water contamination or so here's what i'm here's i'm glad you brought it up because i was going to talk about it anyway okay so this place is like, what, seven, eight hours away, was it? Yeah. And yeah. so you've never dealt with the flu or a sickness before, right? It's never been in the show anyway. Yeah. And all of a sudden, eight hours one way, everyone's getting sick 
from a flu, and they're dying and turning to zombies. Eight hours in the other direction, the same thing's happening at the same time. Yeah. It seems kind of weird that they all of a sudden just brought it in, and then everyone's sick. You know what I mean? I think it, I think that, like, my first inclination was it was just, oh, a bunch of people living in a confined area. And that's probably what they were thinking, too, right? But I think the evidence that there is a sickness taking place, like you said, eight hours down the highway something is going on either someone has taken that sickness from that hospital and injected it into the prison somehow or you know i'm not i'm no cdc person so i don't really know like how contaminants can move from one location to another i'm sure it's possible but i feel as though maybe it might be something related to you know infecting their food i mean there was a lot of like hints uh when you know uh rick was sort of digging in the dirt and he was he was picking out like rotted, you know, vegetables and stuff, just probably thinking that, oh, this, you know, just didn't grow. It didn't work out. Do we feel as though maybe someone is, has brought this virus into the camp? So, um, go ahead, I'm going to say, I don't think that's the case, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to be spread by insects. Right. Okay. Ooh. Because if the zombies are decaying and things, you can imagine there's flies and mosquitoes and things trying to feed off of them, and yeah. that's probably spreading the virus twice as fast. I mean, I hope you're right because I feel as though this show could do with you know injecting some more theory crafting into it. You know, like people like that. You have your standard, you know. Um, What's the word again for people who try to you know, prepare for the end of the world with zombies? Preppers. You have your standard preppers. You just amass a bunch of guns and it's like, I'm ready, guys. And then you have your other preppers who you know apply science to it and say, okay, this is what would happen here and here's what would happen there. And I think if they went from a science angle and looked at, okay, what would happen if you know a group of people being in a vet school – and you know, having chemicals around them and, and different animals and stuff, maybe some sort of contaminant happened. And how would that get from one location to the other? And I mean, I think you know, birds. We already know birds carry this sort of stuff. I mean, the bird flu was was a big thing. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that'd be really cool if they applied like a science aspect to it, because we certainly aren't aren't getting a science aspect when it comes to explaining the zombie. Um, phenomenon, right? Right. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna say something a little bit later. I want to talk about episode four a little bit more mm-hmm. um, about the whole thing. Um, so that happens. They bust out of there. Uh, they go on the second floor out of a window, make their own exit, trying to escape. Trying to you got infected six zombies one way, and you got zombies busting through a door the other way. It's the worst rock and hard place like that you'd ever have to imagine coming into. You know, you're like. Either we try and fight all these six zombies where we could get sick, and we don't know what's behind this door. It could be 100,000 zombies, you know? That's so a dead decision they, right there. <clears throat> boom. Um, so they do that, and... Go back. <laughs> so Boozy McGee uh-huh. um, drops his bag, because for some reason he decided to leap out the window. Oh, I like, think he had a couple swigs. Boozy McGee Because <laughs> was... he... He was like, I'm a bird! Uh, <laughs> no, he was, like, seriously, I think he, he was acting differently once he had gotten that booze, and I think he might have he might have indulged a little bit. He could have. The bottle didn't look completely full, that's no. for sure. Yeah. But, uh, so his bag drops, and there's a hundred zombies down there, and he's holding on to the bag, and you're like, they're all like, it's medicine, let it go, we have more, blah, blah, blah. He finally gets the bag, and they pull out a bottle, and Daryl just about loses it. Because the guy almost shoots him for that bottle. Yeah. Yeah, and that... that I, think, was, I was waiting for Daryl to kick him off the roof. Yeah, I thought like, that might happen. I thought so, I too. I thought that, that was going to happen. But Daryl really, you know, as angry as he is, I think he was more just trying to intimidate him and, and prove how how stupid he's being by trying to protect this bottle. I mean... Daryl isn't a murderer, unlike his girlfriend. But Daryl is not a murderer. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. He's a very calm, cool, collected, like a, definitely a right-hand man to Rick yeah. on this. And um, really, you know, so obviously he tells him, you should have just walked past me that day, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, that kind of ends their storyline. They drive in a car um, after they get out. One other point that happens, though, is that uh, Michonne, you know, is always talking to... Daryl and Michonne seem to have this, 
you know, like lone lone wolf, lone wolf sort of right. like um, relationship. And they're constantly talking about the governor. And Michonne says, I, I must still, I got to keep looking. I got to keep looking. And Daryl's like, the trail's gone cold. And I mean, Michonne finally agrees with him at the end of this episode. And I think that's, that's some foreshadowing right there. I mean, I mean, this show is, is, is well known for foreshadowing. And I, I don't think you're going to get a government governor hint in the next episode, but it's definitely like, okay, guys prepare because in the next four episodes, you're going to get, or sorry, three, no four in the next four episodes, you're going to get some sort of hint and or revelation about the governor. Um, because we know he's in season four. Mm-hmm. So I think that's happening. So, so let's talk about it real quick. I'll sure. bring it up now in the episode when Boozy McGee finds his books, sure, there were—I mean, beer, his beer. booze. There were books there. I don't know if you guys caught them. There were three books that I saw. "Entering a New Dawn" was the title of one. "Pathology of Fear" was the title of the next one, and then "Completely Illustrated" was another one. <clears throat> do you guys think that they're going all lost on this, or do you think it's just a coincidence that we were able to clearly see the titles of these books? You think that might have been? Now, where were you the think books? That, that was intentional. I didn't even catch this. Oh uh, well, I did because they were like it just show right on them for a minute. Now this could just be merely a coincidence, and the guy's just making a great scene, you know, making it look like someone left. But the governor was always reading his books, right? Um, oh, I he was know. he was always doing that kind of stuff. Um, you know, at one point Carol was talking to the little girl about getting over her fear and everything. That I don't know if it's foreshadowing anything or if it's actually meaning anything. But entering a new dawn. I mean, th- those these are all fake books. I looked them up. These aren't real books. Huh. They were made for the show. Um, okay. Well, I mean, do, do you think it's – yeah. Like I don't one know. Of one of it's a sign because you got zombies, like you said, that have been infected with a sickness and eight hours away, you know, you got rats coming into a prison and you have, um, you know, zombies – and a, a virus spreading inside a confined prison. Do you think this is all done by the governor? Yeah, I think the governor was pretty broken up after what happened at the end of season three. Like, I don't see him returning as the conniving, smart, planning sort of governor. I, think I don't he, either. I think if they did, I think it will be a real downfall for the series. I don't think it's the greatest way to go either. But, I mean, shows have been known to do some foreshadowing and stuff if you you know catch on to them. I'm not saying Walking Dead is one of those shows because this could be a mere coincidence that there's mm-hmm. three made-up books that well, have interesting titles. I mean, AMC, uh, Breaking Bad specifically, is well-known for sort of like having these little – hints as to what could happen i mean like when a character wears pink supposedly that's like the call of death you know like that's the character that's going to die either in the next episode or very soon um no spoilers but uh you know it's just uh it could be foreshadowing it could be there just as a you know wouldn't it be great if we had these book titles here like i think the mere fact that they're fake may mean something but then it also might be like uh we're reading into this too much but um I think it, you know, it's not it's not too hard to predict like what will happen before the end of the mid season. I think throwing little hints into what we what we probably know will happen is still cool of the showrunners and yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll keep. I think keep it's that an in interesting. Mind. I think it's an interesting theory. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure there's other people that think about it, and I'm sure if you go online, there's a hundred theories of what any of this could mean. If anyone else picked it up, which I'm sure they did, but um. I don't know. I just I thought it was interesting. Um, there was another section of episode four, though, too. It was Rick and Carol's journey. And if you were just in this program, this actual show, I just put my elbow on my keyboard and deleted a bunch of stuff out of the show notes. Oh, no. I apologize if that was yours. Anyway, <clears throat> so <clears throat> Rick and Carol go out searching for some supplies together. And now Rick hasn't said a word to Carol about her killing those people since he found out she did it. Like, they're just, he's just asking her questions. And he's doing that Rick Grimes thing where you know he's bringing her somewhere and this whole time 
it's going to be like a test, right? Yeah. He's going to see if she has any shred of humanity left the entire time they're out there. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens they go there, he asks her a couple questions, you know, did you need to kill them? You know, there's a difference. You know, she brings up that he killed Shane. Yeah, Shane was going to kill me. You don't know if they were going to die, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Carol's talking about how she's protecting everyone. And then they, then they happen to run into two different, two two people in this house. Yeah. and uh, Sam and Anna. Sam and Anna. A bunch of hippies. But uh, they they were stuck inside of a bathroom. One of them's got a bum leg. The other one had a bad shoulder. And Carol popped the shoulder of the one guy, right? Like kind of put it back into place and Rick kind of looks at her. And, you know, he's thinking, you know, maybe she is still human, right? Yeah. And um, so they, they obviously they ask if they can join along with Rick and Carol. And Rick goes, how many walkers did you kill? Yeah, you get <clears> the, <throat> uh, the intro of the three questions. Yeah, so, you know, he's doing that thing. And uh, Rick wants to go searching around the town a little bit. They want to help. Rick says no. Carol says let them do it. They'll cover more ground. So in Rick's head, I'm thinking, he's thinking, no, one of them's got a bad leg. One's got a bad arm. This isn't good. Carol just pretty much says, go and do it. And what happens? Do you remember? Do I remember what happens to her? Yeah, to the girl when they went out. They find her leg? Yeah. How did her leg get chopped off? Zombie. And and wait, what was wrong with her leg? There was something wrong she, with her legs were, prior to that. When they when they're explaining their story, she says that she fell and got trampled by a bunch of people trying to escape, and she fell and broke her leg. Yeah, and so she pretty much had a bum leg. Oh, I see. So it didn't heal right. So it like, didn't heal right. They, now they said them sent them out like. It was weird. Like Rick was like, "Okay, you guys stay here and be safe," but they insisted on going out. And like at that point, you know, I was like, oh, "Great, something's gonna happen." Um, now we don't know what happened to Sam because he <laughs> sort of just disappeared. Right. So here's the crazy thing. So they see her getting mauled open by zombies with her leg like a hundred yards away, um, and Carol says, "Oh well." Yeah. And Rick was like, just looking like what the hell? Like, they didn't have to die. You know? And she just doesn't care. She just shuts the door and goes back. Because I think Rick at one point gave Sam his watch to tell him to meet back at the house or something like that, right? Yeah. Right. It was a good so, watch, and she walks away. I was like, really? Yeah. Yeah, so the yeah, Carol just says, it was a nice watch, and then walks away. I was like, oh, man, that's cold. But we're seeing that behavior in a lot of the people at the prison. <clears throat> you know? Like, um, I can't remember her name, but the chick that takes care of judith a lot you know she still got a bit of emotion left in her because when she found out that herschel was back in the in the in the uh, quarantined area helping out they started to break down but she was the one that was saying like i'm just glad i got to know him and i'm not allowed to cry anymore so i'm just going to be a robot you know it's just it's you have to hold on to that humanity because if you don't you become dun 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 the governor, right? Like that's the reason right. he became who he is. He, yep. he he let go of his humanity. Yeah, it, and it was a struggle. And really, uh, the the big shock to me because I knew something was going to happen to Carol. I didn't know if it was going to be this episode or next or what Rick was planning on doing with her. But then we got this scene towards the end of the episode when Tyrese finds out, he'll kill you. Damn near killed me over nothing. How can you handle Tyrese? When the others find out, they won't want you there. And if, and if they don't make it back, if everybody dies of this thing and it's just the two of us, with Judith and Carl, my, my children, I won't have you there. Rick, it's me. No one else has to know. I thought you were done making decisions for everyone. I'm making this decision for me. You're not that woman who was too scared to be alone. Not anymore. You're going to start over, find others. So he basically kicks her out. Yeah. He tells her she's not in the group anymore. He gives her a car and some gas and some supplies and see you later. And no, I mean, group, no group decision, no nothing. Just Rick doing it on his own. Well, I mean, she didn't go to the group 
to take care of uh, David and um, Karen. So, I mean, he gave her just what she gave them to, and I think it's yeah. fair. And I, I personally, I feel like it was probably the quickest revelation that's ever happened on a show like this. I mean, in four, in is it was it the end of episode one where the bodies were discovered? Nope, episode two. So yeah. in three episodes, I wouldn't even call it three. I'd say like two. It's more like two. Two in a bit. We got two people murdered. Someone proved to be done it, and that person dealt with. So yeah. is that like? Well, did Carol want to go? Like, did she not? Well, did the actress what, not want to be in the show? <laughs> in that scene, there's more to that scene, and a lot of it is Rick talking about her being like empty like she's not that person she used to be and like i think the whole time he was out there like i said i think he was testing her like does she have a shred of humanity left in her body or is she just a cold callous person now because they can't have that there like if she's willing to kill two people on the chance they might kill someone or become zombies what's he gonna do when the next person might get slightly sick or when's the next time she makes a mistake you know what i mean yeah. And um, I think for him, that whole thing was a test. And then seeing how she reacted to the two people that didn't really have to die, but she convinced him to go out and then didn't care that one of them was definitely dead yeah. was her kind of like her nail in her coffin for Rick. Like, you know what? She's not a person. She's not a human being in my book. So she's out. Yeah. And I mean, like we, we even saw, we didn't mention this, but I mean, Daryl had picked up this stone and was kind of like cuddling it basically. And, I believe what he was going to do is he was going to, you know, in some fashion propose to Carol. Oh, yeah, yeah. I you know, about and that. I think I think that proves that 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 kind of shows how different the two of them are now. Like, you know, Carol is maybe that was the last thing kind of holding Carol together was Daryl. That was her last shred of humanity. And I mean, I mean, maybe Daryl proposing to Carol would have, you know, they would have made a, an awesome power couple, Daryl, Carol. Um, but I think that probably would have <laughs> saved her a little bit, you know, like giving her a bit, a bit of humanity back. Could have. Now, does Daryl go looking for her? I don't know. I, we, have, we have not seen the last of her. No, I yeah, don't she, think so. But I mean, like, maybe she goes out and she's and she comes back at the end of the mid season and says, "I'm sorry, Rick. I had to come back. I found the governor." And that that that's credits, you know. So maybe. what about this? I, I just thought of this. What? <clears throat> Rick goes back to camp. Right. Tells tells gets everyone together and goes, "Hey, I had to leave Carol behind." This is my Rick impression, by the way. I was gonna say, you're right. <laughs> I had to leave Carol behind. As also Bill Clinton. I'm gonna stop that. It'd um, be cooler if you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I found out she killed those two people, and um, she's just not one for the group. And then. Boom, out steps the little girl that she's been, you know, working with. And the little girl goes, actually, I killed them and Carol was covering for me. Oh, my God, Rick, it happened again. You know, like, nothing can go right for this guy. <laughs> I think, yeah, maybe, well, actually, that's a really good theory. Because when you think about it, like, she she, she even says, like, can I take the two girls? And And he's like, we'll take care of them. You know, they can't be out there with you. Do you think, yeah, that's a good theory. Like, maybe she was covering for them. Yeah, just what if, you know? That's like, that's the connection, remember? Because I was saying <laughs> Carol was like, it's totally out of character for her to do that. And yet, the father of that weird robot kid <laughs> was killed. And she keeps going on about how, like, at least, at least he would have been able to turn into something. He would have still been a person as a right. walker. So... If she did it, like killed them in her sleep, and then Carol dragged the bodies out and covered it up, oh man, oh, that's a really good theory. Um, that's it's very unlikely. Don't get me. Don't take this wrong. It's know. very unlikely. How so? I don't think it's gonna. I don't think that's gonna be the case. No, it's... the kid seems to not want to kill anything. Doesn't want to take the knife. None of that stuff. But she did take the see... knife. Yeah, but it was. It feels forced. I don't know more forced than Carol doing it, like. That seems out of character. I mean, she has a good thing going with Daryl. Why would she mess it up by killing two innocent people that were locked up in a prison cell? You know? The, the door was not open on those people. Like, they couldn't have gotten out. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, speculation for thought. Because um, did you guys see next week's um, previews? 
I felt like it was kind of bits and pieces of I can't remember, but it just kind of looks like things started going downhill quick at the prison, you know. Yeah, yeah it looks like people more people get sick, people might die. Yeah, we get more zombies at the gate. So your predictions for next week's episode? What do you think? Um, anyone, any one of the main cast perish a terrible, gruesome death? No, I think it'll be more. Uh, more steady as she goes kind of thing. I think we'll see Tyrese and Boozy get back um, with Michonne and Daryl at some point. And I so think, medicine? Yeah, the medicine will get back, but it looks like shit goes down before they're able to help cure everybody. Right. Um, but it, it also looks, I, I believe what will happen is, uh, you know, we'll have to see the outcome of, of why, you know, Carol leaving and Rick having to explain what happened. Does he go the truth route and explain that she decided to go off on her own? And how does Daryl take that? I mean, that's right. a real so, interesting bit. We got a lot of questions that need to get answered in a week. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because I don't want episode. this to drag on. <laughs> so, yeah, that's our Walking Dead spoiler talk for this week. I, I think we I think we pretty much hit all the topics. You guys have anything else you want to talk about before we move on? I'm good. Uh, I think I'm good. Good? I think we hit it all. Yeah, we Not did. Bad. Yeah, I do. Nice work. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we hit it all better than we did the last time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Well, you know, right. two episodes is tough, so, you know, I, hopefully as they get meatier and meatier, we'll be doing the one a week. I said that last time, but this time. <laughs> uh, yeah, what, what, I like one at a time. That's yeah, fine same. All right, so uh, we're going to go ahead and get into a little bit of listener feedback and uh, also where you can buy some cool zombie stuff. So uh, I guess we'll begin with the Slash Loot t-shirt, which is still available in all sorts of sizes, including uh, infants and adults. Mm-hmm. And anything in between comes in uh, white, gray, and black. And if you go on the Slash Loot website and find us, there's a very nice picture of the black one up there. I think I want that one. I I ordered the black one, and hey, I hey, will have nudge, nudge. demo products coming. Demo in. products, something <clears throat> something for you, you know. Yeah, go ahead and buy yourself a Zombies Ate My Podcast T-shirt. You know you want to. Uh, and, we and also just, had a- that that supports the show. I mean, when you buy one of those T-shirts, you know uh, that supports our show and also goes back into the show it would allow us to give away you know cool zombie games and prizes and and you know all it kinds of fun feeds, stuff also feeds my kids well i mean we all have jobs <laughs> so our jobs hopefully feed our kids <laughs> just yeah no it does everything that you buy goes right back into the show of so course. it's not like we're billionaires oh only one of us is i'll let you decide who oh figure uh, it out <laughs> We also had a comment on our website. Ryan, do you want to read that? Sure. Uh, This comes from Alec, who commented on episode 16, and he's working his way through all of the episodes. Kudos Chugging along. Yeah, making it through. What's he going to do when he finds out? I apologize in advance. (laughs) Yeah, the spoiler (laughs) twist and turns coming up at you. Um, He says, hey, guys, love the podcast. I'm on episode 17 right now, and these really helped me get through my workday. Uh, seeing as how I feel like I'm gradually turning into one, uh, I think he mentioned he means zombie. Um, I'm from Georgia. Oh, cool. And I find it endlessly cool that my state is actually getting noticed for something other than racism and its airport. I mean, I've heard of the <laughs> hey, Georgia racism, but is the airport nice? I don't know. The airport is crazy there. They, almost every, it's like four wings of it and everything is escalators to take you to your next plane. Really? It's like a giant maze. So he's going to be happy that we actually started talking about his airport. Yeah, he's going to be like, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not listening anymore. But by the time he gets to this episode. Um, anyways, uh, but I can also confirm for the last few winters, we've had 80 degree weather some days. So Rick and the crew wouldn't really be hard pressed to stay warm here unless they were in the mountains for some reason. So 80 degree weather. Someone want to convert that to Celsius for me? Is that That's not freezing, right? It's hot. That's probably about 55 or 60 degrees. What for you? No, that that would be way too hot. Um, what? Look that up. <laughs> I'm I'm actually in the middle of writing up my own little informal survival guide, and just wanted you guys to know that I can't wait to catch up to the current episodes. Cool. Send us that informer- infomercial. Send us that survival <laughs> guide, and we'll check it out. That sounds really neat. Um, he's he's still going, guys. Bear with me. 
Uh, also, since it's getting close to Christmas, sort of at least, it's, it is, uh, I thought I'd submit my bid for the next zombie Christmas movie. I'd call it Feliz Navidad, starring Nic- 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 Nicolas Cage <laughs> as every single zombie. Keep on surviving it. Okay, Bob, you've got your task. Create a All fake right. trailer for Feliz Navidad, and my Nicolas Cage impression is pretty spot on. All right, well, then I the challenge has been accepted. Hours. That's actually pretty good. I could That's eat a bad. zombie for... Oh, no, wait. I could eat brains for hours. You know what, Alex? Uh, we're gonna. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm going to I'm gonna make a Feliz Navidad trailer. Do it. And uh, we'll, we'll get it... Uh, might even have it for next show, because i got a little bit of spare time coming up. Oh, by the way, 80 degrees Fahrenheit is 26.667 degrees Celsius. Oh. Well, then, yeah, there would be... He would be totally good. <laughs> All right. Uh, we also... Uh, so much feedback... Um, we got an email from um, an Anthony Lazars. I don't know, Lou. Do you want to read that, or do you want me to read it, or <laughs> did we lose Lou? Lou, uh, pardon me, I'm having technical difficulties. <laughs> then I shall go ahead and read it. <laughs> so Anthony Lazars writes. I hope I'm saying that last name right. Well, you didn't say that. I did. He says, "Hello from St. Louis. I started listening to your podcast a few weeks ago, and I am hooked. I am a huge fan of all things zombie." The fact that you all discuss different zombie-related topics instead of simply reviewing or recapping movies, games, and TV shows is what keeps me listening. Thanks again for the show. Then he goes on to write, Are any of you familiar with the podcast, We're Alive? It is a drama about a group living through the zombie apocalypse. It takes place in a world similar to that of The Walking Dead and slowly introduces specialized zombies like Left 4 Dead. It also has professional production, so the sound quality is amazing. I suggest giving it a listen. I think it is right up your alley. Thanks again, Anthony. So, thank you very much for the email, Anthony. We really appreciate you supporting the show. And I would like to let you know that I went ahead and did listen to We're Alive the podcast um it is basically a narrative story driven podcast and they're they do a really good job and i'm actually going to play about a 30 second clip of it right here for you guys um it's we're alive you can find it on the itunes store by searching we're alive that's w-e-v-r-e uh or you can go to zombiespodcast.com and i think that was originally gonna be our website name but we won't hold that against them but here it is guys. <laughs> <laughs> take a listen group of them moved past my car to the man honking behind me. Their bodies were littered with scars and bruises, and their eyes were glazed over. The news made it sound like these were people gone mad, but the way they moved made me think that these may not be people at all. It seemed almost in slow motion the way they piled onto that honker's car. Within seconds, they shattered the glass and pulled him through the windshield. Like a pack of wild dogs, they tore him apart. I found my feet seconds later and pushed on the pedal as hard as I could. So that's just a little clip from the podcast itself. Obviously really well done. Um, definitely um, worth a listen to. Like I said, zombiepodcast.com or just search for We're Alive on iTunes. And uh, thanks for the feedback, Anthony, and thanks for the recommendation because I'm definitely going to be listening to this a little bit more. Yeah, it's getting added to my iPod come tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's good, huh? So anyway, I think that's all we have for feedback, right? Is that it? Yeah, for now. I mean, you, you, you. Uh, sorry, I almost jumped into the next segment, Bob. Jeez, that was weird. Why don't you go ahead and just? Why don't you just roll right with it, Ryan? You know what? I'll do it. I'll take advantage of this uh, sudden surge of courage. Um, you know what? Thank you for the feedback. And if you want to send us your feedback for the next episode and get featured on Zombies Ate My Podcast, you can go to the website at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Leave a comment on one of your favorite episodes or the most recent one. Um, you can send an email to info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Zombies Podcast. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash zombies ate my podcast. Subscribe to our weird, mysterious YouTube page that should be up in the next few years. Uh, and then go to Twitter again and follow our hosts myself at R. Murphy, Lou at Busy Zombie Lord, and Bob at Bobbert F. And I just want to give a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for all of our amazing artwork. Uh, he did our uh, iTunes artwork and our website banner. You can find more of his work at joelduggan.com. <laughs> All right. I think we are at about our end. Unless, Lou, you have anything to add? I do not. Okay. Well, in that Technical case. Technical difficulties are over, though. You fucked up, Lou. You fucked up, of Lou. Of course I did. 
All right. Well, thank you guys for listening and tuning in, and stay tuned for next week. Hopefully, uh, we'll have another episode. We'll go over some Walking Dead stuff and um, some big things coming from us, including an imaginary YouTube channel. It's not imaginary. But until then, thanks for listening. We'll see you later. Incoming bad zombie joke. Oh, you're not getting out that easily. <laughs> I didn't think you would. <clears throat> I, I was going to trick you guys and thinking I wasn't going to do them, but here it is. How can you tell if a zombie is tired? Um, he, uh, he dies. I don't know. What happened? He's dead on his feet. Uh, so is... <laughs> So that's kind of what we all were uh, Sunday morning. Oh, my God. I wasn't even dead. I was dead on my butt. Yeah, my butt. You may remember me from directing such shit as that zombie movie. Survival of the Dead. Survival of the Dead. George Lucas wanted to take it from me, but I said, no, you'll just add CG Jar Jar Binks. What a dill hole.